Welcome to Stiefel's Sightlines Podcast, focusing each week on a topic or two important to investors. Well, greetings and welcome to the Sightlines Podcast. This is Michael O'Keefe, Stiefel's Chief Investment Officer. In this episode, I want to get into really what we're seeing as some forces converging that in some ways are troubling and in other ways are giving us kind of glimpses of hope on some pretty heavy issues. Um, so let's jump into it. You know, recently we've been talking and publishing about four headwinds that are negatively affecting stocks like higher rates and the political date debate around spending. Uh, we've talked about more generally the higher, a new higher rate regime, uh, the government's fiscal challenges, and uh, things like the downgrade in the U.S. government debt all against a backdrop where we've seen a big buildup in debt. And so basically we want to get into how these forces we think are going to come together to, um, to kind of force participants in the economy to uh, be a little bit better when it comes to fiscal management uh, and, uh, and essentially this idea of a transition. So we'll get into that. Um, let's start with the increase in debt. Um, and we've talked about this in different little pockets here and there uh, in this series. But, you know, when we look at uh, the combination of household, non-financial, corporate, and U.S. government debt since the Great Recession, uh, it has increased by $36 trillion. And to break that down, the, the households went up $5 trillion. It's about a little over 40%. Non Financial U.S. corporate debt has risen um, seven trillion up to thirteen, so that's over a hundred percent increase. And then U.S. government debt, not surprisingly, has increased um, from nine trillion to thirty-three trillion dollars, so uh, twenty-four trillion altogether, and uh, you know, qu- quite an increase. And so, as we get into it, that you know, that in and of itself is a big deal. Now, against that backdrop, basically we're seeing a higher interest rate regime. We've talked a lot about this, and it's manifested from Fed policy, but also some supply and demand uh, factors out in the sort of market environment. Uh, So, for example, the 10-year Treasury yield, which is sort of viewed as a benchmark kind of bellwether uh, reference point, is uh, expected to be above 4.5%. for really the next couple decades or so. And to give some context, it hit a low, roughly around a half a percent during the pandemic. So it's up 4%. So think of it as the cost of interest based on this sort of anchor rate going up uh, 4%. And and so the cost of debt basically is higher. And what's in some ways different about the current environment is the sense is it's going to stay there for a long time versus in the past where maybe interest rates would go up, then they go back down. And so the bottom line is this is going to kind of change the game, if you will, for different segments of the economy and how people are handling um, debt and sort of the way they manage uh, their financial circumstance. So we think of it as, as these market forces Uh, driving things. So let's start with businesses. So basically, many, many businesses borrow money, they issue bonds. And um, as those bonds mature these days, they're going to have to reissue with a higher interest rate to kind of bring it up to that market level to attract investors to buy those bonds. 
And the bottom line is that's an increased cost to the company. What does that mean really at the end of the day? What that means is that companies have to be more focused on that. They have, and, and the way I think about it is that there will be some companies that won't be able to handle it. They'll basically go out of business, maybe default on their debt, uh, declare bankruptcy. Uh, some maybe will, maybe will just barely be able to handle it or you know, kind of limp along a little bit. Um, and then there will be some companies that either because they've been well-managed uh, fiscally or they refocus on that, basically they end up thriving in this uh, future environment. And it's a little subtle, but there's pain along the way. But what flushes out of all that is sort of a set of companies that are stronger, right, um, that are dominating, if you will, in their markets, et cetera. Uh, the next uh, sort of participant I'd mention is the consumer, so basically, the debt that we all take could be credit card, could be mortgages, et cetera, buying a car maybe. Uh, basically, that cost of that debt has gone up. So the same thing. For example, if somebody ends up moving, uh, maybe they've got a good low rate on their current mortgage, but they'd sell their house, pay off their mortgage, turn around, and basically need to get a new mortgage, and that rate is much higher. Or, of course, things that are more variable like credit cards, those rates are already going up. And so what does that mean for the individual? Well, same drill, right? The, the idea is people are going to have to focus more on fiscal management. That might be budgeting and spending less. It might be refocusing and be more energized on earning income. Uh, and ultimately, that's going to be driven by the fact that these costs have gone up and, and spending is going to otherwise get curtailed. It's the same idea, though, to me. The, the forces at work um, that are sort of driving behavior and ultimately, in an odd way, this is going to drive people to be a little bit more thoughtful and maybe in the end uh, better off. There will be pain along the way. We, get, we see a lot of attention on how to provide relief. So uh, one that's been in the news even lately is uh, mechanisms by which the current administration is looking to cancel, quote-unquote, cancel student loans. And that could be a relief to individuals. But, of course, if that's being uh, essentially handled or funded by the government, then that uh, means it's just transitioning that, that cost uh, from the individual over to the government, which is really all of us taxpayers more broadly. And, and that brings us to that third leg of the stool when it comes to the economy, and that's the government and the debt that we've seen um, increase. We all know that really at the end of the day, discussing spending cuts, discussing higher taxes, both of those potentially leading to uh, a reduction or elimination of a deficit and then ultimately debt is politically unpopular. And that, that's been a big deal, right? People, the, gov the government, the politicians don't want to talk about it. Um, they kind of refocus on spending, basically. Um, it's really across many of the parties and, and the two main parties. And, and that, you know, is ultimately um, going to be trouble in the sense that we're growing our, our debt and it needs to be brought into focus and ultimately uh, managed. And, and so what I found interesting in the last couple of months or a few months now is we've actually seen, um, you know, the, the um, uh, Congress and a little bit the administration needing to focus on it out of necessity. So, for example, we had the debt ceiling issue back in May that got uh, uh, dealt with, but, and I think it's through the next, next year's through, through, through the election, um, but, you know, that's, that's an issue that brings into focus this fiscal management. The, the more dramatic, of course, was the idea that we needed to um, essentially have a temporary spending bill 
to uh, continue to operate the government uh, and because our budget ran out at the end of September. So uh, what was who was then the House Speaker, Kevin McCarthy, kind of orchestrated uh, a simple, almost like extension of last year's budget uh, that was voted on and approved by the uh, majority of the Republicans in the House um, and then actually all of the Democrats, I think, save one in the House. And, um, and so that was a, a move that happened. But there's this small subset of uh, uh, Republicans in the House that uh, voted against it and ultimately voted, uh, sort of put in motion uh, an action to vacate the, the, the House Speaker's seat. Uh, so McCarthy's now out. And, and it was essentially this small block of uh, Republicans, along with all the Democrats that voted him out. Um, and so there's work going on to find another speaker and how that negotiations, how those negotiations unfold. We'll see what, what I'm in a, in an odd way, sort of, uh, happy to see is that the triggering issues really relate to fiscal debate. So the small group of Republicans basically want to slow down and lessen spending and maybe I don't agree with everything they're saying. I just like the idea that what's coming to, to the fore is basically the topic. And, and in my mind, it really comes down to the need for fiscal discipline over the medium to long term. That's going to be either less spending, higher taxes, and then the, some combination of those two things will either lower or eliminate the deficit and, and ultimately help us get debt under control. Um, so that's, you know, when I think about sort of the pain and the worry uh, across these three areas, uh, businesses, individuals, and then the government, by far the government uh, transition, if you will, is going to be, it will be the most painful. Now, uh, I guess to wrap up, the way I've uh, thought about this and what I, what I want to leave you with as a topic really that we'll hopefully be talking about for a, a while is this idea of fiscal transition. So these market forces that are at work, the increased debt um, that was um, now that has now been sort of brought into focus in part because of higher interest rates is going to cause different market, market and economic participants basically to refocus. And, and I think it could well trigger a, a fiscal transition that has us all in different ways, uh, businesses, individuals and ultimately our elected leaders uh, focusing on uh, doing a better job from a fiscal perspective so and transitioning from where we've been in the past. So that's what we wanted to leave you with in this episode. Thank you so much for listening and we will catch you on the next one. Thanks so much. Thanks again for listening to Stiefel's Sightlines. Be sure to subscribe wherever you're listening to automatically receive each week's podcast in your feed.